The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Hello and welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Jason Koopsik, and on this episode, I went to BD Mansion in St. Joe. Go check them out online. They've been on Paranormal Lockdown, and you too can go investigate it. I also interviewed Wolfpack Paranormal while I was there. They are sort of doing the tours and and letting people in there uh, when when it's booked. So we get into some of their personal stories. And we had planned on getting into more of the history of BD Mansion, but we didn't quite get there. But it's all online, and maybe I'll be going back in the in the future and get the full history of BD Mansion. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode. There's definitely some good stories in the episode that they personally had both in Beatty Mansion as well as outside of Beatty Mansion. I will tell uh, a quick story of something that happened while we were there investigating. Um, near the end of the night for, for us, Larry, I had, I had brought a, a friend named Larry along who's been on the show. If you've listened for a little while, you've, you've probably heard him a couple times. But... I stuck him in the basement and did a live video feed of him sitting in a basement with a flashing light in front of a mirror in front of the grumpy man's room in the dark. And that is on our Facebook page if you want to go check that out. But I did that, and he he actually didn't last as long as he usually does. He lasted about seven, eight minutes, and he just ran upstairs, and he left everything down there. So I was and, – and then everybody that was there – was in the same room and we were cooling off because the, the AC was working in that room. And I decided I'm going to go down and pick up the stuff and not leave it down there. And as I'm walking through the main hallway, right by a doorway into what's called the parlor, I shine my light in there and in the corner, well, it's close to a corner, Behind the arm of an armchair, in front of a window, there was a little boy standing there. And I'm pretty sure, I'm about 90% sure it was a little boy, but it could have been a little girl, depending on the way the hair was. But I shined my light right at it, and it was looking right at me, and we made eye contact. And it looked to be about three feet tall. It reminded me of opie from the little rascals the hair was flat and black on the side and the top of the hair or head but it could have been a girl with hair pulled back in a ponytail eyes were really dark the skin was quite pale i believe there were freckles on the face this all happened really quickly because i was in stride and I stopped, but I had already passed the doorway a little bit, and as soon as I stepped back, uh, it was gone. But there was a body there, 
but I can't quite make out what they were wearing, just colors of clothes. And this little kid was just made eye contact with me and disappeared. So that was quite uh, quite the experience. And uh, again, I want to thank Wolfpack Paranormal for having me out and being on the show. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I do want to mention one more thing before I let you go into the episode. Go to ectoplasmshow.com and go sign up for our ectoplus on Patreon, which I now drop to $3.99, I believe. Either $3 or $3.99. And this week, you'll get an extra Paranormal News episode just for you, for being an ectoplus member. And I'm about to send out a bunch of stickers. So make sure your address on the Ecto or on our Patreon is correct because that's where I will be mailing to. So I will uh, talk to you guys next time. We have another episode coming out later this week where we interview Daniel Moeller and we get into his shamanic life and and a bunch of other fun stuff, including the men in red we touch on, as well as uh, some other lifelong paranormal experiences he had. We did that at Big Rip. So look forward to that in a couple days. And thanks again, guys, for sticking around. But these interviews, I think, are going to revitalize the show. And I hope you guys enjoy the content. And see you next time. All right, welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. I am Jason Koopsik, and I am on location at BD Mansion tonight, but I'll get back to that in just a second. First, got to talk about my network. We are on the Podbelly Network. Go check them out. Go to podbelly.com. That's all i got to say. I don't have anything else to start out with. I used to have other contractual obligations, but that's long gone now. I, <laughs> I do have a one sponsor, Big Rip, but they're always at the beginning of... The podcast anyways so i am here with why don't you guys introduce yourselves i am sean holland <laughs> i am colleen <laughs> i am philip stevenson and i am sierra stevenson a little louder on that a little bit closer on that i am sierra stevenson okay and and you guys are we are uh wolf pack paranormal and we're at Beatty Mansion in St. Joseph, Missouri. I've been here before. I'm assuming you guys have all been here before. I've been oh, here yeah, before with been, you yeah, and you. Yeah, we've all been here before. So. Yeah, we have, yeah. Years ago, we've been here, but yeah, awesome place. Well, tell me about it. Well, actually, first, tell me about Wolfpack Paranormal. How did that come together? Oh, man, that is a long story, kind of. Um, so, Wolfpack, so we are, uh, basically, all of us are um, met through a a different paranormal group. Um, and so we all just love paranormal. We decided like, Hey, we're going to keep this thing going and, um, pick a name and, uh, you know, get out and do some fun stuff, investigate with friends and, you know, have some fun with it, with our hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why'd you drop the K in Wolfpack? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. We, well, we, it's, it's actually, uh, so we don't get sued. We might get sued or something. Yeah. But oh, is there another actually, Wolfpack paranormal? Or? No, no, no. There's a, it's a Wolfpack. Um, so it's from, uh, wrestling. Like it's from professional wrestling. Oh, there was okay. a group in a professional wrestling called the Wolf, uh, NWO Wolfpack. So we I just, think you're uh, safe. Phil and I are, yeah, Phil and I are, uh, <laughs> diehard fans. So we decided yeah. to 
call it Wolfpack. So it's an know. honor to them, really. It is tribute. actually, yeah, tribute. Yeah. Too sweet. So um, this is about you guys. So tell me, uh, Sean, why don't you go ahead? You've been on the show before. It's been a long time. A long time. Like five, six years. Yeah. Uh, but why don't you give everybody a refresher of who you are, where you came from, why you're in the paranormal field. Okay. And and if you could think of some stuff that happened here specifically, uh, tell those stories too. Okay. So um, I got into the paranormal um, to investigate about 2015 or so. Uh, you know, I, I co-founded a group, um, uh, Apex Paranormal, co-founded that, and we ran around and did things, and, um, you know, I decided to do things on my own um, after a while, and so um, I met Phil through uh, through Apex, and we talked to him, and him and I became friends, he actually joined Apex, too, and Colleen was in Apex, and, um, you know, so that's how we all kind of met, you know, with, uh, through that, so, but um, I got into Paranormal through, you know, just always having that interest of, like, Scary things, scary movies, things like that. Just wondering, like, what's out there? All those things intrigue me. Anything paranormal, um, UFOs, yeah, uh, or what are they called? UAPs? I should well, say. Well, they're UAPs now, but Let's I think get, that's let me get with it. The the government doesn't like the term yeah, UFO anymore. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So UAP, UAPs are what's going on. So um, I want to go do that actually. Yeah, go, go check that out. Um, but anyway, uh, anything you know, scary movies, uh, Sasquatch, UAPs ghosts all that stuff what's your first paranormal experience ever ever um my first paranormal experience ever was probably at um the old jail in independence on marshall's home like 1859 so it was on an investigation not but you didn't have a tour it was a tour tour? it was a tour yeah we i just did a tour i was actually at work um because i used to be a caseworker and i actually brought some clients uh, a client there to um just to get out in the community and do stuff, and yeah. so I was out. There, I was there and uh, went up. So it's there's got a lot of cells there um, that they used to they put people in, and we mm-hmm. heard there's no more chains or anything down there. But uh, as the, as I was walking around, I heard. Um, well, my client actually heard chains rattle, and I was like, I thought I heard it too. Then I then it happened again. And I heard it, and I was like, that's weird. And yeah, the tour guy took us down there, and there's no chains. And I thought, is there? Cha-? I asked, is there chains here? And he's like, no, there's there's no chains anymore. And I've been in there. I don't remember chains. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. So that was my my first, and I didn't realize it was paranormal until. And how long before you started uh, investigating with the team was that? Like, how what was it? Oh, pretty quickly. You know, I think it was. I think it was about a good maybe that happened. Then maybe like four or five years later, then that's when I I got with uh, somebody else and we you know formed Apex and. Formerly went out there and doing stuff, and that's when I met you and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so it was a good bit of time before I actually yeah. formally started doing it because I'd watch the shows and stuff. You know, I think that's what helped me realize that you could really do it. I think before then I didn't really realize that you could yeah. but do that kind of if, stuff. Even though you didn't have any necessarily experience before that moment, you you believed in the possibility. Like you were interested in that. Oh, or? absolutely. I've always yeah. believed there was more, something more. Like you know, what happens when you die? That sort of stuff. Like I know it's. You know, I never believed it was as cut and dry as like, you know, you just you're just you're just gone. Your soul's gone, and I think sometimes I think there's I don't know what there is, but I know there's something. Yeah, um, that happens. So that's what really spurred my interest too. So since starting investigating, what would you say is your end all be all biggest experience you personally had for you that if you if you got to tell one story. Mm-hmm. One of my best experiences actually happened here, uh, Baby Mansion. I, we were investigating a few years ago, and um, I remember I was coming down this staircase over here, and 
um, I heard someone sing, sing, sing the name Eliza. It was like Eliza. It was like audible. It was dis- yeah. disembodied. And so we, we, a lot of us heard it and listened back on the recorder and it was there. And so that was one of the interesting slash, um, you know, sort of scary thing that happened uh, with that. A lot of, and here at Beatty Mansion, a lot of, a lot of disembodied voices, a lot of stuff like that. We've heard, I've heard um, like laughter that like kind of like, like that maniacal type laughter that's really, you know, sort of, sort of freaky. Yeah. Um, so I think um, that's pretty memorable, you know, here uh, stands out because we, you know, we're here right now. So that's comes to mind. Um, but I mean, the other places I've been, I've had some, you know, had some pretty cool things, never seen anything, but you know, had a lot of things happen that I just really can't explain. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to other things later. Cause I want to talk about, you know, Bigfoot and UFOs and stuff later. Awesome. I know you. Yeah, I know you. Dude, I'm into it. Hey, I went. We talked about. I went recently. Re- recently, uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about okay, that okay. later. We'll save okay. that for later. Let's move on to the next person. Alrighty. Here, you've been hogging the mic for a little bit. It. I got into it. All right, so reintroduce yourself and tell me about your first paranormal experience ever. Was it before you started investigating with the groups or not? All right. Yeah, I'm Colleen, and uh, yeah, my first paranormal. Um, acting was way before I joined any paranormal group. I was actually five living at my old house in Overland Park with my parents. And one night I woke up at three o'clock, which is supposedly the witching hour. And in what time zone? That's what I always ask everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, <didn't> central. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, and I woke up and all of a sudden I see a shadow figure standing right in front of my bedroom. And opening up the doors, my parents are sound asleep because they're snoring. So I know they're not the people out there. And I was like, maybe it's because I'm half asleep. And then I walked out and all of a sudden it just went right down the hall from my room. And I was like, well then, um, (laughs) hello. (laughs) So, but it could be also I was at a young age, but I also have always had a strong feeling with the paranormal. Did you see it in the house again after that? How long did you live there after that? I li- we lived in that house till I was about I was about to be in fourth grade when when we moved away from there, so a couple of years. Um, and I never saw it again. Um, but that house was always weird. Nobody else had any stories Mm-mm. or anything. No. Now, what about <laughs> since you've been investigating? What's what's your big? Is that your big paranormal story, or do you have one from investigating? Um, so I've had one. Uh, went to Ashmore States um, a while back, um, and I went on the third floor, even though I was warned not to go on the third floor after eight a.m. because I'm sensitive, and so they're like, "Don't go on there because you just get." drained well i'm the one that goes and goes to do crazy stuff so i went up there and i went into one of these rooms that had all these old-fashioned wheelchairs and everything and all of a sudden just dropped to the ground and someone was doing a ebp reading um after and they got someone sacrificed like really creepy voice saying sacrifice and i did not go back there the rest of the night so (laughs) how did it feel when when that happened, um, I obviously you didn't go back, so it was, yeah. But how? Just try to describe uh, to everybody listening how it felt. So I felt very scared. Um, I felt like I had people just all around me, just staring down at me. Certain panic attack also mixed with anger and sadness, and I was like, I need to get out of here. And very lightheaded. Yeah. It was probably one of the worst experiences I actually ever had. And so, yeah. um, would you do it again? Would you go back there and re- try to repeat the the 
the circumstances? Probably not. No, <laughs> no, that much. Because after that, uh, we stayed in the bunker because that's where they have bunkers now where you can stay. Mm. And I felt like I was getting attacked while I was laying down in my bed. Like someone's on top of me. So I don't think I will ever yeah. <laughs> go back and try to repeat that. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Ashmore, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Next person, pull pull a little bit closer to you. We'll, uh, we got good audio, decent audio before, but it'd be better if it's a Motown. Closer, so. That's your intro. Yeah. Motown. This is Philip. Also go by Motown. Uh, why is why is that? Story. Yeah. Uh, you can. You're the tell one that, that gave story. me that nickname. I That's did give it you. to you. You love it. That's all you. You can tell the backstory. <laughs> it's a just a short backstory. Uh, is well, your name is Phil, so. Um, Motown Philly, the song, Boys and Men, you know, Mo- right. oh, I don't okay. want to sing it. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> yeah, don't butcher it. I don't want to yeah, sing it, but anyway, Motown. It you do. <laughs> Put it out there. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So my first experience was actually before I got into a group officially, it was whenever I was a kid and it was in my parents' house that I was living in. And what area is that? Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas. All right. So... It was probably around whenever I was seven or eight, and it was just like it'd be one thing, and then it gradually changes something else. Like for a period of time, we would hear footsteps in the attic that was unfinished. You said we, so every other people were experiencing yeah. too. Yeah, my parents, my sister, we all heard it. Yeah, uh, we all experienced different things. As uh, so we heard footsteps for a while, there was like this smell that almost smelled like burnt hair or like if a moth gets caught that doesn't sound good or something like, you know? i've experienced some like, bad smells and yeah, it's usually like, bad normally things a gas would like you know spread out throughout the room mm-hmm. or disappear this would stay in like a small concentrated pocket like move throughout the room so you'd like smell it in one corner one minute five minutes later you'd smell it somewhere else in the room or down yeah. the hall or something well, just those kind of smells i don't think are ever good it's either something bad like that or you're having a stroke right yeah. it's never a good yeah. sign <laughs> never, never good. a good no. sign and there was two points in my house there was the closet in my bedroom and our linen closet that was at the end of our hallway and it like didn't matter if it was daytime or nighttime i always felt something like very intense like angrily staring at me i could never see anything but i could just sense like a very strong energy there that was very angry didn't matter if it was nighttime or day. Didn't matter if I was there by myself in the house or my entire family was there. It was just all the time, and it was only those two areas. And it was just different things like that that would that would happen. And there was one night in particular that I woke up, and it was also similar to sleep paralysis, where I woke up, I couldn't move. I felt something sitting on my chest. That same very intense, angry energy that I felt in the closets was like right in front of me, probably like a foot, foot and a half, right in front of my face. And I felt like two little hands or like claws on my shoulders. Claws. Yeah, like I felt like little like fingers or claws on my, both of my shoulders. It's creepy. And it felt like forever, but it was probably just like a minute. Mm -hmm. It like suddenly stopped. Yeah. And I could move, I could talk, like everything went back to normal. And you would think after that that I'd be like more freaked out or more paranoid because I was just a kid. After that, and it only happened once, and after that night, never experienced anything odd or strange. Nobody else did either? No, no one else did either. It all just magically went away after that night. Maybe it used all his experience or uh, energy. I I don't want to try to guess as to why, but that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. so I, just ever since then, I've just been fascinated with it. Like, has anyone else ever experienced anything like that? How do you explain that? Is there a rational, physical explanation for that you know yeah 
And yeah, once I got out of college and kind of got settled with my career and, and everything in my life, you know, I found Sean and reached out to him and you know, we got together for lunch and yeah, grinders. Yeah, it was grinders. grinders That's right. We got know? some pizza. And mm-hmm. yeah, everything went well. Started hanging out and kind of took off from there. That's cool. And what about since you've been investigating? Anything more profound than that? Uh, as far as not profound, um, something that really something that out. really stands out. Yeah, it, and it could, if you don't have anything bigger than that, that's fine. What you had, that's a big experience you had there in that house, but. Um, what, what would you say is the biggest experience you've had when you've actively gone out and looked for? Yeah, one of the things that stands out whenever we went out to Waverly Hills, I was up on the top floor and I took a picture in room 502. And the backstory there is supposedly there was a nurse that got pregnant out of wedlock. And they don't know if she committed suicide. They found her hanging. They don't know okay. if it was suicide or if she got murdered and it was staged to look like a suicide. No one is for sure what the story is outside of they found the woman hanging there. And so I was up there, and I was going around taking pictures, and, you know, I was taking them in rapid succession, and I was going through and looking, and there was one that looked very distinct like a shadow, and I couldn't find it in any other pictures, nothing even close. After I saw that, we spent probably, like, 30, 45 minutes, you know, different, at least, yeah. different angles with a flashlight, without a flashlight, doing everything we could to try to debunk it. We couldn't get anything close to it. Yeah. But if you look at the shadow, it almost looks like like a shadow of a person, and it looks like they're holding their hands out, almost like they're holding a baby. And whenever we look at it, that's what it looks like. And yeah. there's also, a little, I don't know if it looks like wings or like a backpack or something on the back, so it's like a side profile shot. And I wasn't wearing a backpack. No one else was wearing a backpack. You know, no explanation for that. There huh. wasn't. It was literally a very tiny room. There's no objects, nothing in it that could have possibly done a reflection to account for, you know, what, yeah. how that could have shown up. Very cool. And it wasn't in any of the other pictures that we took. It was bizarre. I might be able to find that picture. Well, uh, is it online anywhere right now if somebody out there wants to see it? You guys, uh, you guys getting set up online? I know you guys are newly Wolfpack Paranormal, pretty new, right? Yeah, yeah you got it. There you go. Very, oh, yeah. very new. And it looks like a looks like a regular shadow. If you look at it, you think like, oh, it's easily debunked. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Yeah, we it's tried not. For about yeah. 30, 45 minutes. Not easily debunked at all. Close to that. Yeah. We couldn't. We couldn't. You guys have that. a Facebook page? Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I'll post it out to the Facebook page. I'll, I'll link to it once you guys get it all okay. set up. Very cool. Um, all right, let's move on to the last person. If she feels, she said she wasn't going to come on. I will say a couple words. Okay, you don't have to. Don't I'm feel pressure. I'm going to count always, words, I can always, I can always uh, yeah. to cut it out if if you don't feel comfortable. It's no, we're, fine. We're but okay. Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself and so, tell me about your very first paranormal experience. Yeah, sure. So I am Sierra. Um, I've been with this group for about two and a half years. I'm like the newest one on. Um, but when I was oh, probably about 17 or 18, I was out in um, Lexington, Missouri. It's a big battlefield area. And um, saying is that you can go out to the battlefield and you can hear shots fired and people yelling and I definitely have experienced both of those things there. Cool. So, um, but if you go around the town, it's a really cool looking town. It is. I love driving around yeah. Lexington. And the buildings still have, 
you know, bullet holes in them or cannonballs still in them. So, but yeah, that was definitely hearing people yelling while walking around the battlefield. You're not really supposed to trespass into the battlefield. Maybe I shouldn't say that on air, oh. but uh, oh, we no, did. I'll check it out. <laughs> they can't prove it. Yeah. They can't prove that you broke the law. <laughs> so how, how long have you been investigating, um, with uh, like actively going out? Uh, was that part that you were obviously no, there was, looking for it? No, um, we but, were just hanging out. Okay. Um, but I actively started going on investigation stuff, actually just with them. Um, I worked with Philip. We've worked together for about eight years, and he kind of pitched this idea um, after we knew each other for a while, hey, I do paranormal investigation. I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Um, can I start, you know, coming along with you guys? And we started dating shortly after there. Then I started joining them for yeah. investigations. So. Nice. so have you had any big experiences since starting investigating? <sighs> oh, I mean. Uh, you said you've had several here. Several here, yeah. And Malvern, we've had a couple. We were in one of the rooms up there, and we had Sean, me, and Philip. We had a session there and um, had some K2s going off and mm. we did a spirit yeah. box up there. We had a... You're talking um, about the attic, right? Is it with the attic or... No, the room that with the two bed... Gracie's room. Oh, yes. yes. I remember that now. Yep. So, yeah, that was a couple years ago now. Um, here, we've had some experiences. Probably the most pronounced to me, though, was when we went to Mopin. It was just Philip and I. We actually were on a public investigation um, and... I really haven't told anybody this, but I became, like, really agitated, and we ended up having to go because I actually ran after him, and I actually pushed him. Yeah? Yeah. Um, but we spent a lot of time, like, in the dungeon and everything, and I started feeling really agitated. We went up to the women's ward, and, yeah, I went, and I shoved him really strongly, and I stopped doing investigations for about six months after that. How'd that make you feel, Phil? <laughs> Well, I was kind of kind of leery on taking her anywhere after that. Yeah, you know, I thought about kicking her <laughs> off the team. Just kidding. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've been back to Mopen since then, and mm-hmm. we went up to the women's ward, and it was yeah. just fine. We didn't have any yeah, experiences like that again. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good start. We're at twenty-five minutes already, wow. and uh, let's awesome. go investigate some, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about either what happened, uh, maybe a little bit about the history of the place. And, you know, if it's never any, you know, never run out of things to talk about paranormal-wise. So, yeah, so many topics, so yeah. many topics. So, yeah. All right, we are back, and we did have some paranormal things happen. Um, let's give Larry the microphone real quick, and we'll get into the um, Bigfoot story in a minute. I want Larry to talk about the experience he just had. Terrifying. <laughs> so what, what, what happened, Larry? Where are you? And what did we do? Um, so as usual, you put me in a shitty position in the basement by myself. <laughs> Just joking. Yeah. So I was in the... I don't even know where... So I we were in the hallway. Where I was at. We're at Beatty Mansion. Yeah. And we were in the hallway in the basement that connects the two halves. And I sat you down in front of the grumpy man's doorway with it propped open. And that that's the electrical room, mm-hmm. the sump pump and all that kind of stuff, yeah. So I had my my um, light set to lightning mode, and it was flashing, 
and you had Norman there. Yeah, so I don't, come to think of it, I wonder if that's what made my stomach hurt, the irregularity of the flashing. There was a regular pattern to it, if you didn't, even if you didn't notice. Uh, no, I didn't notice. It, was, it, it seemed random as I was sitting there. So you, you, you usually do not too bad. You do pretty well sometimes. Like the last couple of times we did that, you lasted close to thirty minutes each time. But this time you only lasted about eight minutes. Not yeah, even. It, I was hearing noises down at the end of the hallway where it's boarded up. Uh, I, I'm assuming that's a boarded up because that's what it looks like with my flashlight. Um, just random noises like knocking, shuffling footsteps, and I had a. Norm, the Norman doll hanging in front of me from some some sort of nail or something, I'm assuming. It was hanging on a old phone box. Okay. Um, a mirror on... Hold on. One of the doors just moved. Yeah. That door is more open now than it was just a minute ago. Do, is that something that happens? Do they move ever? No, yeah. but I heard a, a, a slam. Like I heard a huh. Just now? Yes. Well, that that door creaked. It made a sound, and now look, I don't. I think it was more closed before. No, but I heard a So we just had that happen. Um. Anyways, you were. So we had the we, he. There was a walking m- around out there, or am I just hearing things now? Well, let's keep talking about this. Okay. It, it, Making them excited. <laughs> so there was a mirror uh, angled sitting on the floor so that I could see myself in the mirror sitting mm-hmm. in the chair. And I swear to God, I had my voodoo doll sitting on so on the left side of the mirror. So say this was the mirror like this, and then yeah. the, the, the concrete was like this. Yeah, I so had it, I had in it the setting, doorway. I had yeah. it setting like this against the concrete. Okay. Yeah, setting up. Um but then I started to get like <laughs> this is going to sound disgusting cuz I've never had this happen before but sick to my stomach. To there was the, one point it, I thought it sounded like cuz I was watching uh, you were going to throw up at one point. It it felt like that to start off with but it was more of a a pain in the stomach that felt like I was going to get the Bernie runs type of thing. Does that make sense? Sure. (laughs) And it just felt uncomfortable. So I came back up. Um, But then you went to go back downstairs to grab your phone. Yeah, but when I, okay. So you thought you had the doll there, right? But when I went down. Yeah, it was not there. Yeah. It It was was like a different spot. 12 feet down the hallway in the middle of the hall. See, I don't remember where we put it when I left. Phil, you were the only one else down in there. I know people won't, well, people can, actually, that mic is on. Um, you didn't see it. Did you pay attention to where it might have been before? It looked like it was closer to the mirror, much more than where it was whenever we went back yeah. downstairs. Okay. I know it wasn't that far down the hall. I'm. I did walk over there because originally I was going to set you up in the small room down there. Yeah. But I wasn't carrying the voodoo doll at all. No, and I had it in the chair with Norman when you yeah. set the chair down initially. I just don't remember that part. But I don't remember laying there either when I set up my phone, which was pretty close to that. 
Yeah, I don't know. So then we came back upstairs, and then you had something crazy. Yeah, I saw a little kid in the, that's called the living room here, right? Parlor. Parlor room. Parlor room. Um, Standing behind a chair. Actually, I was, to be honest, or I thought that was a chair. Well, we were were moving. Yeah, I thought that was him. I think Colleen moved a little. And Table Creek, sexy. Yeah. Well, well, I was walking right out the door. I was like, in my head, I was like, do I really want to go down there right now, or do I want to let it sit, and, or do I want to go down there and sit? I was, like, second-guessing myself of what I was doing, and that stopped me from doing it, actually. The child? Yeah, because I came back in here, and then then I eventually went down by myself, but I didn't initially do that. It, like, stopped me. It seemed like my thought was, do I really want to do this, and it stopped me. It, it was it was probably about I don't know three feet tall. It had black hair, and the reason I th- thought it was a boy is because it seemed tight, but it could have been back in it. It was so quick. All I thought was a face, mm-hmm. but I could see a color where bodies should be, so like clothes. But I couldn't didn't have enough time to see clothes. Maybe he was warning you not to go down there. It's nice to think positive thoughts, right? Not <laughs> negative <laughs> thoughts, but I don't know whatever. It was, yeah, no, that's what I was, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but let's, let's talk a little bit about this, uh, Bigfoot story that you had Bigfoot. that I didn't get invited to. I know, man, but that's why you're here right now. You guys though. actually told me you were going to invite me. I know, me, man, it happened fast. It, yeah. Because the, <laughs> our Bigfoot tour guide, uh, <laughs> that we work with, um, awesome guy, uh, Brian Woods, he does a lot of squat, you know, Bigfoot squatching stuff and. Um, so Ed and I, Ed Louder and I looked at some spots to go to around Missouri. Um, first we looked at like Southern Missouri, um, Mark yeah. Twain National Forest, all that stuff. And we're like, but there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of reports near, um, like Lee Summit, Missouri and, um, oh, sure. James I, A. I, Reed. I yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and so we were like, well, let's, and we actually looked at the BFR website and found out, you know, sometimes a day stuff happens all that. Cause anyway, so we got Brian Woods involved, me and Ed and. Like well, let's let's head on down there, man. Cause when that's when Brian was available to kind of show us around, show us to a spot that uh, where the most recent sighting was. So, anyway, the cool thing about it was went down there, went and looked, and the only what we would say maybe evidence um, is that we saw you know we, we saw a couple interesting breaks that didn't look didn't look natural. Okay, you yeah. know, it didn't look like it would happen naturally. Um, and what the really cool thing that we saw some trees that were looked like they'd been. They were out of place. They were leaned up against another tree, um, like they'd been placed there. That like they didn't look like they like like come out of the ground and sure. fall, fallen over. Yeah. It looked like they'd been dragged or something and placed in like a in like a teepee formation on a on a on another tree. And so, um, we, you know, we took some pictures of that, looked at it and stuff. That was kind of cool. So that was kind of one of the cooler things we did. Of course, we were out there in the middle of the day. We had all this big plan, like, right, we had this, yeah. we had this um, really cool equipment that Ed had borrowed um, from his, his his paranormal adventures and all this f- fun stuff. We're like, we're going to use all this, you know, like, uh, you know, use his drones and parabolic mic mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And um, it was right when it started getting hot, so it was kind of like end of June. And so um, we, uh, you know, we were doing that and they were like, well, it's, you know, it's about time for lunch. <laughs> So, you don't, you know, Ed and I like to have fun, you know, so it was like, well, it's about lunchtime, it's getting hot, let's go get some something to drink, some water, whatever, maybe a cold beer or something like that. 
So we went to um this like the uh, you know Lee Summit Square. The sure. you know went yeah. went there and there's a bunch of bars and stuff and went there and just drank and drank and drank and then <laughs> next didn't thing go back. Next thing you know, we didn't go back. Uh, we didn't get to use any of the fancy toys that we had. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but so yeah, but we yes yeah, so we had a good time though. We kicked it kicked it a couple bars there and ended up heading back to my house and. You know, we uh, kind of slept it off, but yeah. Anyway, that's kind of funny. We, we you know, we kind of kicking ourselves because we didn't like cause we had plans <laughs> to go like be out there at, or at night as long as we could, and you know, um, we're gonna check out Monkey Mountain. You know, we still really haven't checked that out. Monkey yet. Mountain, where's that? Out there. That's out toward like um, Oak Grove area, okay. like um, yeah. It's out. What's that road? Uh, it was a road where there are sightings a lot. I can't think of it. Of now. monkeys or Bigfoot? Of Bigfoot. You okay. know, we, I think the Monkey Mountain comes from Bigfoot's supposed to be a primate. Oh, all okay. this kind of stuff. Um, so, Artie Mize, Artie Mize Road. There's like a lot of there's sightings that like a creature crossing the road that's large and okay. Um, so our friend Brian Woods, our Bigfoot guy, he's actually got a cast of a handprint. You may have seen it. You, some, I don't know if you guys. Uh, and I have pictures of it. I'll show you here in a little bit. There's actual, and he, uh, you know, he he casted it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a gigantic hand out of Monkey Mountain out there. He found it by accident. He was out there looking around um, at stuff. His rafter had rained one t- one day, looking around and stuff. And he actually slipped, uh, and, he, and he kind of like fell down this hill and landed on this like near this big bush or something near a road. And so he's like, oh man! So he's getting up. He said, and he looked over and. Happened to see a, a huge handprint in the mud, um, and he, you know, like I said, he took a cast of it and everything. And actually, since he had, you know, he had, he, uh, I think he had told me he had friends in the, um, there were police officers, and they actually looked at it and was like, they, they, they you know, do a lot of fingerprinting and stuff. And they're like, there's actual, you know, dermal ridges and uh, yeah. all this stuff. And the hand was gigantic. I mean, it was like the hand of somebody that, like, a, like an NBA player. Like you, you had to be like seven foot tall. They had the, like the hand is that big, you know, and so, um, and he actually sent it off to some of the some of the more well known Bigfoot guys, um, yeah, uh, you know, Moneymaker and some other guys sent out to him, and they they were like, uh, you know, said it looked pretty legit and everything, and so, um, but anyway, that's kind of what makes that kind of really cool place because like he caught that, and I don't, I don't have any explanation as to why there's a hand that size yeah that's you know we, he, he kind of theorizes that maybe whatever whatever was there was crouched down behind the bush as cars are going by you know because you got to get down on the knee and you put your hand there to for it to kind of support yourself yeah you know and it perfect conditions because they said it just rained muddy you know and it, it hand print sunk in pretty deep i mean when i show you the picture you're gonna be like wow it's it's pretty wicked so pretty cool so yeah i want to go out there yeah, yeah i mean we i will man I, like i said I thought of you tonight. Are you? Uh, I thought of you tonight. <laughs> you much of a camper? Would huh? you go out and camp? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I would. Yeah, absolutely, I would. Yeah, I would do that. I, I want. I'd like to camp. You know, do that thing, and I want to do the uh, sky watching. Man, I, I got to do it. Desert. I got to do it. <laughs> I got. Maybe I'll drag Phil with me. Maybe uh, I'll half the, half yeah. the time it's not the desert. Most of the time it's just going out. By like Emporia and stuff where there's okay. less light pollution. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, say we yeah. see a, yeah, like a, it's it's beautiful to look at because it's full of stars, you know. Um, absolutely. So, uh, how's the investigation going for you guys? Having a good time? Yeah, so far having a good time. It's not yeah. quite as active as I'd like, but we're. I mean, it, it's we've had several things happen. Phantom phone ringing. Right. Different 
Yeah, just the 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 strange thing on the camera for half the time, and uh, I saw a little kid over there, and <laughs> Larry had his voodoo doll move. So but I'd say it's pretty good. Yeah. Feels like I want to see a demon in this place. <laughs> right? No. No. Well, there's one right there. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, um, we'll try to get back on again. But once, since I have everything hooked up, in case we don't, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having yeah. us. It's been yeah, amazing. Thanks for having us out here to investigate. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Anytime. Anytime. And uh, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, Facebook. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much what we have right now is Facebook. Uh, it's okay. just Wolfpack uh, Paranormal. Um, and we have a BB and then Mansion we, yeah. um, Instagram page. Okay. at um, BB Mansion 1. I'll tag all that in the in the show mm-hmm. notes. Oh, yeah, that is a big, big hand. It doesn't look like it was pressed in and, like, slid down either. So, yeah. But, yeah, if we have other stuff happen, I'll edit it in here, and uh, it'll all be good because people don't listen anyways. But, yeah. Um, it's been a, been a fun time, and I can't wait to see what might be on, like, my camera and stuff. So. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Thank you.